guys, welcome to Skates to Throats podcast, where we talk about all the news and hockey, as well as some of the best rivalries in Lord Stanley sport. This is a Geek Vibes Nation podcast. I'm your host, Chris fucking Patton, and by my side, I have a fucking A-line, Dakota LaShock. And Sean What's going McIntyre. on, boys? Dakota, say hello to the good people, bud. Hello, good people. How are you today? <laughs> Sean, how how you living out there, bud? I'm doing all right. I missed all you beautiful people last week, so I am happy to be back. Yeah, I mean, you missed one hell of a banger, man. We were uh, summits here. So much fun. It was so a lot much of fun. A lot of Bobby Clark beating wholesale ass. <laughs> Phil Esposito falling on his ass. We had uh, dudes getting stabbed <laughs> in the mouth with a with a friggin' hockey blade. Carmela <laughs> uh, being one of the sickest skaters of his fucking time period. Like no, all jokes aside, like ridiculous scoring goals. He's that a legend. It's ridiculous, man. That career cut too short. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. Um, so we had a special request this week, and uh, I'm just going to throw this to you guys. Um, do you guys want to do news or rivalries first? I think it's good to do the rivalries first, just that way we, we're all fucking loose. We're ready to go. We can actually – because when I start a podcast, I'm always stiff and wooden when I'm talking about news because I have to look it up at the same time so I don't have as much emotion in my voice. But if we're talking about rivalries, I already know about the stuff, so that gives me time to look it up ahead and know what I'm going to say. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone seconds rivalries. We're going rivalries first. So we did get a... We got a fan comment that was like, hey, I'm getting into hockey and uh, I love the history stuff and I want you guys to do more of it and I I would love if it was at the beginning of the show. Which is also kind of like, I don't want to listen to the rest of the show, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care so much about today's game. I just want the history. It's tough to skim through. (laughs) You could just do it first. That'd be great. It was like, you know, old school hockey was a lot fucking cooler than modern hockey. (laughs) There was a lot more stabbing and uh, choking people out. (laughs) Um, General, General shenanigans. People almost getting shot by uh, Russian soldiers <laughs> that make me belong to the Canadian press. I can't, I can't, I can't say that all of our rivalries will be as much of a banger as the Summit series, but <laughs> uh, we got a good one for you uh, today for sure. Uh, let's start it out by uh, just get shout out to Geek Vibes Facebook.com, Geek Vibes. Make sure you check us out, uh, Geek Vibes Nation, also GeekVibesNation.com. Um, make sure you look up this shit. We got all of the stuff, dude. I have an interview out there with Ken Shamrock. I have an interview out there with uh, uh, Johnny Gimmick Name, aka Johnny Impact, aka John Morrison. We got Jeff Jarrett. Um, tons and tons of comic news. Everything that you can think of is there for you. So if you're not just a sports fan, maybe you're tuning into this, you're like, hey, I heard they do the rivalry stuff pretty good, but I'm a really big comic fan. Well, guess what? I'm also a huge comic fan, so uh, like, make sure you check out everything on the network. It's all good shit, promise you. And uh, if you have any direct questions for me specifically, you can hit me at, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter and on Facebook, Christopher.RPatton um, on Facebook. So uh, any suggestions, things you want to change about the show, just let us know up front. And uh, I don't know if you guys want to give your taglines. If you've got Twitters and shit, you can uh, throw that out there. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it to you, Sean, first. Go. Uh, my, uh, I guess if we're talking about, like, also where you said you had um, other personal 
uh, I guess things you're into with your different interviews. I also do a lot of gaming stuff, so you're into gaming stuff or even hockey, whatever. Uh, I'm at, at K4Kills on Twitter. That's K number four kills, K-I-L-L-S. And I am not really a social media person, but as as a course of doing a podcast, I've had to rejoin social media, so I am at Shock Dakota. I have five followers, so if you want to go ahead and be number six, I'd be glad to have you. <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, message me, and then I'll be like, hey, this person said Dakota sucks. Well, least, you can be the seventh, because I'm going to follow Dakota right now. <laughs> yes. And I so. thank you so much for that. <laughs> All right, let's get right into this, boys. Part two of Hockey versus Communism. Dun, dun. <laughs> da, 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 da. Please add uh, that in post. Hey, no, we ain't. <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> um, yeah. So in my notes, I just have this. They're going the fuck home. <laughs> That's the title of this game. And this if anyone the... has ever been to Philadelphia or ever grew up around the Philadelphia, this shit is legendary. Like this, this, I would say is right up there with. Rocky Balboa beating Ivan Drago and the Philadelphia Eagles beating the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl. So it's it's legendary for for multiple reasons, right? So Bobby Clark once again beats the Red Army, which is a big deal. As we covered in the Summit series last well, like last episode, he, he killed Karmeloff and fucking obviously uh, <laughs> Canada won. <laughs> uh, it's debatable on whether they would have won if Carmel. Kar- we had that kind of debate on if Carmeloff was there, maybe it was a different game. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and say Bobby Clark whipped that ass, won, and he's facing them again. And the thing that leads up to this is the craziest shit is the Red Army didn't just play the Flyers. They beat the Penguins 7-4. to They beat Buffalo 12-6. to they beat the big, mighty boss town Bruins 5-2 to two, and tied the almighty Canadians, which was fucking insulting to all of Canada at the time. Uh, so just going into this game, it, oh, well, the Red Army did pretty good, right? So this is America's yeah. one shot to get a fucking W. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and set that up right off the right off the point. And uh, you know, Dakota, I'm gonna let you take a little bit of lead on this because I know how much you love the Philadelphia Criers. So <laughs> go ahead. Oh boy, and, they were damn. not the Criers then. <laughs> Had to add a slight little sting to it. <laughs> yeah. It stings a little bit, but I know they would have messed. They would have destroyed you in that time period. <laughs> Uh, well, the Devils didn't exist, so <laughs> it's impossible. To That's tell. fair. <laughs> we'll never know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mean, so, yeah. Be, coming into this, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, be fair. Gretzky did call us a fucking Mickey Mouse organization, so there's that. <laughs> and he also took Marty McSorley with him everywhere he went. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, um, but too. <laughs> yeah, fact. Fair. Where the fuck is my McSorley? I need people to. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only five seven, like a buck seventy wet. Like, I need all the help I can get, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this uh, coming into this game, the no other like as you said, no other hockey team could even manage to win. I mean, the Canadians just managed to tie them. Um, 
And here's the thing about the Flyers at that time. They didn't just win with uh, with great stick handling and great goals. And they, they won by literally beating the shit out of the opponent. <laughs> and this game was no different. Uh, they dominated them physically throughout the whole the whole game. Um, and I, I guess I'll get right into the, uh, the famous thing that we started with. Uh, you had Ed Van Amp coming off of the penalty. Ab- delivered an absolutely crushing hit to uh, Larry Karmalov, which, I mean, looking back at it, I've looked at the replay several different times. It was a clean hit. It was a really a clean hit? hit? In what fucking... It was fuck? clean. In, in 19, is that 1970s yeah, hockey clean? Okay, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> when you can at least get up and continue playing, it's that level of clean. Because you must have no. saw a different game than me with your Flyers eyes, where he <laughs> fucking cross-checked the shit out of them full force and full speed it directly in the check of a hit, stick. Though. Are you kidding me? Not that bad it of a really hit. Really wasn't. No. Uh, oh <laughs> no, man. Checked him with his shoulder, clean in the chest. He went down. All right, well, I, all right, well, I never want to hear you Flyers fans ever complain again against about that Scott Stevens hit. Then, if that yeah. if that is the definition of a clean hit, it is. It Scott is the Stevens of a clean hit. Scott Stevens hit was like a miracle. <laughs> uh, regardless, the uh, the Soviets didn't seem to think it was a clean hit, so. Uh, what are your uh, what are your political beliefs there, Kami? You uh, you a secret red? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it> was, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, they thought it was uh, so bad that uh, they were arguing with the refs, and they picked up and went to the locker room, left the ice completely to go to the locker room because they didn't agree with the hit. And as you alluded to with the intro to this, the famous line delivered was Bob Cole saying, "They're going home." And if you could add one thing in post, just add that so people can hear it because it's absolutely legendary. Fuck yeah! It's it's um, one of my great. It's one of my favorite. And I'm not a Flyers fan by any means, but it is a great hockey moment when they're walking off the ice and the coach is yelling at the ref and they're and then he's like, "Huh, I can't believe they're leaving." Huh, they're going home. It's almost like a Mickey Mouse type thing, but it's it's so fucking great. I love it. It's I mean, the way he said it. It's like the utter disbelief that a hockey team would leave the ice. Is like, oh, they're going home. Yeah, well, what he do ba- you know about that? It's basically like if Brock Lesnar just decided in the second round he wasn't going to fight in UFC anymore. <laughs> like, and just left. <laughs> like the huh. utter disgust. He's going home. <laughs> the utter disgust in his voice. Like he. It's calling them punk bitches without calling them punk bitches, I guess, you know, in a way. He's like, ha, I guess they're going to go home. <laughs> it's legendary. It's so legendary. Sean, you got any thoughts on Carmeloff uh, getting fucked up? <laughs> I mean, I know there's definitely the, the hit looks like it could be dirty. But then again, we're talking about the 1970s, you know, like Broad Street Bullies Flyers. I can't say I'm surprised, and I don't know. Maybe if the you know, then you got the hits like you know with Scott Stevens and stuff. I don't know. I think I, I almost kind of wish the sport was still like that. You know, how often do you see groundbreaking hits anymore? You know, that shit. You're just like that's the kind of thing you're watching. You're like, oh hey look, he's going with the ball. <laughs> yeah i mean you don't you don't really that's why i sent you guys i actually sent you guys that taylor hall hit on the dude from edmonton earlier because that was the cleanest 
check you can get. Like catching someone behind the net with their head down is kind of the cleanest you're going to get. Not leaving your skates um, for like a big hit. Because like even Cronwall in the playoffs, uh, I, I think I was talking to you about this, Dakota, um, when they played the Lightning. I think it went to game six. And Cronwall, tur- you know, he did everything you could do to get a clean hit. He turned his back. He didn't leave his skates. He cranks the shit out of Tyler Johnson, right? Cranks him. And then they're like, you're suspended for a game. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck do you... And, and his team lost, obviously, because, like, Cronwall is the anchor, or was, at that time, was the anchor for the Red Wings on defense. So it's like, from there on out, it's like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I don't know that we're going to get those hits anymore. And, and it basically nerfed Fanuff and Cronwall. Like, they, they were never the same players, the, the way the leaks kind of changed. You just... You're seeing more forwards get those big kind of hits than you are... Um, defenseman now which is kind of crazy yeah for sure it's uh it's it's crazy to see i love that he uh he, he had to look through the rule book just to figure out what way he could hit them as hard <laughs> as he could like you know he sat up with the rule book just like all right if i turn my shoulder just this way i should be okay <laughs> so uh in my notes i got here uh red army leaves the ice refuses to play obviously the great line they're going home yeah they're going. They're going home. Ed Snyder goes into the locker room and he's like, "Hey, if you fuckers don't finish the game, you're not getting paid, fuck boys." That's what I wrote <laughs> in notes right here. You don't get paid two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I would love to hear Ed Snyder say "fuck boys" in any kind of context. <laughs> but I mean, that is what happened. So obviously, they go back. Yeah, out. money. They, money talks. <laughs> yeah, they don't have Karmaloff. Um, they've already, Bobby Clark's already just physically beaten the shit out of this team. No one, no one on Russia wants to be there. They're just there for the $200,000 at that point. Um, and that both kind of backfired on them. They thought that if they stayed off the ice for a while, you know, they get, flyers would get complacent. They wouldn't be as hard hitting cause they didn't want that to happen again. And it completely backfired on them. No, that just pissed they, Clark off more. Yeah, They were stronger than ever. So I almost wonder. Destroyed them. I almost wonder if they had seen, uh, you know, if they went and like saw him again and just like, oh shit, <laughs> like you know, just remembered him from the the uh, the series. And now all of a sudden, here you are facing him again. You know, and he's the captain, no less. You're like, oh damn it. And he's lost his teeth by this time, so he's got that smile. All right. So <laughs> right off the bat, we got it. We got to go ahead. We're gonna have a hall of awesome on this show. The hall of yeah. fucking awesome. The Hall of Fucking uh, Awesome. The Hall of Fucking Awesome. And uh, right off the bat, based on the Summit Series and the 1976 Flyers versus Red Army game, (laughs) Bobby Clark, the first inductee into the Hall of Fucking Awesome. (laughs) I second the shit out of that. (laughs) How do you feel about that, Sean? You you can give it a third? (laughs) Yep, he's, he's in there. Okay. He earned it with his fists. <laughs> the first member of the Hall of Awesome going forward uh, to this day, our very first member of the Hall of Fucking Awesome is Bobby Fucking Clark, number one with a bullet. And now we get into a little bit of uh, American hockey. A bunch of goddamn college kids. Fuck yeah. Oh, shit. Anyone knows anything <laughs> about hockey history, this is probably one of the greatest sports moments in the 20th century. In the immortal words of, uh, you know, 
<laughs> God damn it. Now I forgot his name. Forgot the actor's Al name. Al Michaels. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Al Michaels. But I was going to say in the immortal words of, uh, you know, the dude from Slapshot, what's Paul Newman? Uh, they brought their fucking toys with them because that's <laughs> that was the 1980 U.S. Olympic teams. These are college kids. They're very young. Um, obviously, Soviet Union are bypassing uh, what Olympic rules were during this time period by not having a professional team and paying them as being part of the army, uh, which is why you get the name the Red Army uh versus like when they're in the olympics they're just the soviet union there's a there is a bunch of shady shit on this basically you got college kids playing a fucking professional team that just went against uh four years earlier went against the flyers like (laughs) and honestly soviet union during this time period just to put out their dominance because people think i i think they just because you only remember the highlights, like you remember, you know, Miracle on Ice, you remember the they're going home, you remember the uh, Summit Series or whatever, but they were fucking dominant in the Olympics, like wholesale ass whipping on everyone. Uh, Four time defending gold medalist going into this game had won five of six uh, of the previous Winter Olympics. I mean, just absolutely redonkulous team. Um, especially because the international ice is a little bigger than uh, obviously the NHL exhibition ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on this before we get into the game as far as like how dominant they, they actually were? Because I, I feel like that, I mean, obviously we're Americans, so we're going to give a little pressure to the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you don't win. You don't win the Olympics four times in a row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're not, let me put it. Let me put it into perspective. They beat the NHL All Stars, and they didn't just beat them. They they oh, fucking yeah, demolished, demolished them. them. Absolutely tore them apart before the Olympics. And I think that's what's so great about the Summit Series is is watching those guys bounce back and realizing how good that Russian team actually was, and uh, how on point Bobby Clark uh, lightsabering. <laughs> Phil Kessel style Carmelons <laughs> is important to that series. But, uh, yo, Dakota, I think, I, I mean, Sean, Dakota, I'm going to let you guys take over this. I know Dakota, you've been hyped. I think you've watched miracle like 75 times this week. I have, I have <laughs> riding around listening to the Rocky theme song and only watching <laughs> miracle every time you go <laughs> shit. So, <laughs> I'm going to let you start this out, and uh, Sean, if you have anything and I have anything, we'll just chime in. But go ahead, Mm -hmm. I'll let you take it. And I'll give give this some background by saying the the head coach of the team, Herb Brooks, he played – he was on the 1960 U.S. men's team up until three days before the games, I want to say, when he was replaced at the last minute. So he got sent home and had to watch his team go on to win after training with them for however many months. And – Herb Brooks came in. Herb Brooks was the winningest, uh, was one of the best hockey, probably the best hockey coach in college sports at the time. So he was brought in to do this, and he decided to take that team. He mostly, uh, mostly Midwesterners and a couple of a uh, couple Boston College players, uh, but those were the dominant teams at the time. And uh, he took them and he created this style of hockey where to bring them together, he made them hate their guts. Or he, he made them hate his guts. And it obviously, uh, we all know the end result of this. It worked. But uh, 
I just wanted to share some of the Brooksisms that came with it. Uh, I think one of them was you guys look like a monkey trying to screw a football out there, which I, <laughs> I love that. And I actively try to use that in my daily life. Uh, I think another one is uh, you get worse every day. And right now you're playing like it's next month. I think that one's pretty good. Uh, he'd just come up with these crazy, uh, these crazy <laughs> bits of wisdom that really stuck with me from watching the documentaries. That's fucking. Uh, so. That's great coaching advice. You guys get worse every fucking day. And right now you're playing like it's next month. <laughs> <laughs> this is just uh, insane. Sorry, I got. One, one I was gonna. I, I was gonna add two is uh, when you're talking about yeah, like players too. He did. He did overlook some players that might have had better stats, and I like that they touched on it in the movie where. They're like, oh, like, how come you're picking this guy when this guy's out there? And he's like, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. Exactly. He had a very specific idea of how he was going to put this team together. And he had RIP Herb Brooks because he's probably one of the, he's like, you know, like the Bill Belichick of hockey coach. Yeah. yeah he's right up there with Lou Lamorello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I was just kidding. Uh, so we'll go into, uh, We'll go into some of the players on the actual teams. Uh, for the United States, we had uh, in goalie, we had Jim Craig, came out of uh, Boston University. Uh, defense, you had Ken Morrow coming out of Bowling Green. Mike Ramsey out of Minnesota. Uh, center was Mark Johnson, and he played out of uh, Wisconsin. McClanahan on wing, Dave Silk on right wing. Bill Baker, Neil Broughton, or Broughton, I don't know. I'm not a Devils fan. I know he played for the Devils, but I'm not a fan. Get the name uh, right, dog. <laughs> big time Devils player, you might put know some him. respect on his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave Christian, Steve Kristoff, Mike Ruzioni as the captain, John Harrington, Steve Janicek as a backup goalie, Jack O'Callahan, Mark Pavlich, Bud Schneider, Eric Strobel, Bob Suter, Phil Verkota, and Mark Wells. And these, like like you were saying, these weren't these weren't professional players. These were all kids out of college. The average age on that team was 21 years old. It was, I think, the youngest, the youngest team in the Olympics to play, uh, to to do that. I think they were the youngest at the time. I think it's been surpassed since then. But uh, yeah, it was the youngest team that anyone had ever seen. Yeah, and I, and, I, would, I would also say, like, you have to remember that Can- Canada still had junior league. Um, yeah. Which it's not necessarily college hockey. Um, so the Canadian team. Did not fare very well in this tournament, even with their <laughs> WHL, CHL, OHL um, league. These were straight college kids, um, lunch pail kids, as I like to call them. Very much the underdogs. This is definitely uh, out of all the the rocky stories we've told on this podcast against the Russians. This is the one that really lines up, and I would actually compare this more to uh, kind of like the first Rocky, right? instead of let's let's get away from the russian motif yeah we'll get away from rocky four for a minute (laughs) let's go straight to rocky one all they wanted to do was (laughs) fucking compete right like just to be in the same league as these guys to these college kids was a huge deal and to have the opportunity to win the game like they did and we're about to get into is absolutely insane it was a fucking miracle um, it's also very, very, very fucking bad coaching by the Soviet Union coach. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. You want to get into the first period a little bit? Yeah, sure. I'd, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, 
I'll go ahead and kick us off here. So the first period, uh, and I watched the game too. I went back and actually watched the uh, the game they have on YouTube of it. And uh, very early, you see that Soviet style of play starting to dominate the way they they do in the first period. They're all over them offensively. You know, they're not uh, defense isn't getting a chance to do anything. Uh, and then you have Vladimir Krutov, which, if I remember correctly, is actually the youngest player on that Soviet team. He was only 19 years old at the time. Anyway, he scored the go-ahead goal early in the uh, first period. Um, and it was a deflection shot. Uh, like, he just he happened to be in the right place and deflected a slap shot past Jim Craig. Uh, but then... Uh, uh, it wasn't too long later. Bush Schneider scored from 50 feet across the ice against uh, Vladislav Tretiak, which, if you remember from the last episode, uh, that dude was a damn near impossible to score on. Yeah, mo- one of the I mean, greatest goalies in the world at the during time. during his during his time period, he was an absolute monster. You got to think about smaller pads, um, not as big of goalies as we have now. Like none of these fuckers out here looking like Ben Bishop, six four two. Hmm. 70 or whatever the hell Ben Bishop is with pillow pads on. Um, but as a straight goaltender, <laughs> he was a monster uh, during this time period. And yeah. uh, I mean, like, to be honest, they, I think that he was the first person to try to divert from Russia, right? Or one of the first yeah, uh, to was, actually uh, play in the NHL. So much, yeah, it wasn't so much that he was trying to defect. It was the Montreal Canadiens were trying to sign him so hard. Uh, but the Soviets wouldn't let him play, and he never actually did get to play in the NHL. He ended up staying in Russia, even after even after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Um, yeah. and he stayed on as like yeah, as a hockey coach for one of their programs. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there. I mean, he was pretty good, but he's no fucking burger. So <laughs> continue forward. I don't know, man. He might have <laughs> a run for his money. If he actually got to play in the NHL, he might have given him a run. For Shut your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Pride comes before the fall, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Bud Schneider scoring a fifty-foot shot, which even today, even in today's standards, that's 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 a pretty great goal. Um, And then Sergey Makarov scored again a little further into the period, almost towards the uh, almost towards the end of the period, uh, giving them up two to one. Sorry, I lost my notes here. yeah, I think it was with a couple seconds left in the first period, I want to say. Mark Johnson scored a goal, and it was an absolutely filthy goal to see because he just kind of cut right through defenders and scored that uh, scored a goal's uh, deflection shot. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I would say during this specific goal, USSR got lazy. I, yeah. I would say the one thing that they falter on, even going back and watching this game and the Summit Series games and the uh, Flyers games, is – um. Their defense was usually pretty good positioning-wise, but they didn't press like NHL defenders did during that time. Like you don't no. see them press, you know, press the guy with the puck at all. They just kind of like this is our zone and this is where we live now. Um, yeah, they intimidated it, them. It was an intimidating style of play that they used. Yeah, so I mean, it it was it's like it's kind of like watching the trap that the Devils used, but if like no one ever hit anyone. <laughs> to be honest unless they got pissed off which Russia did get pissed off in the summit series but during this game they weren't really throwing checks they were just kind of this is a we're just i think they underestimated the team and i think they did just like um played back on their skates a little bit you know just like 
like slew footed and like not like well just very sloth movements on defense that that back end of that team really really fucking let them down in this first period for sure yeah uh they for sure got a little bit sloppier because you know they're not used to they're not used to this style of play but jim craig man after that second goal he, he the dude was a he he was a wall nothing got past him he blocked so many shots in that game after after that, it's, you, you can't talk about this miracle on ice thing without talking about how great Jim Craig actually was. This this kid was phenomenal on ice. Oh, see, I, um, feel, like you're, I feel like you're busting your nut too early. we got to get into the third period for the, <laughs> for the American goaltending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's worth, uh, it's worth mentioning that after the first period, uh, Vladislav Tretiak was replaced with Vladimir Mishkin. Which stupid. up to that point I don't think had ever happened before. <laughs> what was that, Sean? Did you just say stupid? stupid. <laughs> that was the dumbest shit. How yeah. do you pull after one goal? Right? Wasn't it one goal? It was tied. It was, they were up. Yeah, it was tied two to two. Two to two. So we yeah. had in two goals, and one it's of them wasn't like, really anything he could have done. So the I mean, love of God. I think yeah. it was just a, a case of you know getting ahead of yourself, putting the cart before the horse and thinking, all right, we got to do this somehow. He's not the answer. Pull him out of there. So I yeah. have two, I have two, I have two quotes from the coach from the USR, the uh, USSR that I threw out right here is, uh, he said that was the turning point of the game. And then years later after that, <laughs> that was after, you know, they lost. And then years later, he said, the biggest mistake of my career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, no shit, dude. You don't take oh, a goalie out if they tie the game. It's not like he's getting bombed on. <laughs> like, maybe tell your defense to play better. <laughs> like, tighten up. Maybe I'll hit someone. up here. Uh, there was only someone... a tie, too. Yeah, yeah they tied. Like they were out. blown out of the water. Um, I'll give you one up. I think someone had tried to ask... Uh, Asked Tretiak what he thought of this whole thing, and he just gave a two-word answer. He's just like, Coach Crazy. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, and then he tried to go to America or go to Canada to play. He was like, fuck this team. Really? Fuck this. Not a disrespect. <laughs> they put yeah. the respect on my name. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, – uh, so the second period, it didn't. There wasn't really any scoring going on in the second period. The Soviets absolutely dominated play in that period, though. They were out shooting the, out shooting the Americans. I think twelve to two. Yeah, twelve to two. Yeah, it was uh, a brutal, only, But also, yeah. I will say this: America was playing a very defensive game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were. And it kind of backfired on them towards. I think you're getting that. Uh, towards midway to the end of the second period. Second period. Sorry. Yeah, uh, like I said, there just isn't a whole, there isn't a whole, there wasn't a whole lot of information as to the second period, and even watching it, yeah, it's just a whole lot of defensive play. Um, but they did get a power play goal by Alexander Maltsev uh, early in the period, so but that was the only scoring, and into the third period it was three to two. Uh, getting into the third period though, we had uh, Vladimir Krutov in the penalty box. Uh, that's almost seven minutes in for high sticking. Um, and Michael Ruzioni, the captain was, uh, oh wait, hang on. Nope. That's not right. Uh, yeah, that was a wide shot. Dave Silk, um, uh, passed a shot to, uh, Mark Johnson and Mark Johnson was able to get it under Michigan. 
and that type of game. Sorry, my notes are all out of order here. <laughs> Your notes are um, better than mine. That's why I'm yeah. trusting in you on this one. <laughs> yeah, no, my phone shut off, and then it came back on, and then I lost my place. <laughs> I did the Summit series. That was like seven fucking games. You got to hold down these two, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my best here. While, while we're talking about it, I've just been uh, checking it out, uh, the game on YouTube, and uh, I just thought this would be a funny little ad, is that there's totally a guy in the stands right after uh, uh, Aruzioni's goal um, holding his sign completely upside down. It's, it's hilarious. The, uh, there, there's like there's a bunch of really funny signs in the Flyers' uh, uh, Red Army game. Like tell it to the czar. Tell like, it to the czar is one of the bring best. on the Martians. Like, yeah, there's there's a bunch. So like if you just like funny ass like signs, <laughs> that's yeah. a, stay with Philadelphia, man. They have the best man. signs. On a on a serious note though, they also real quick show a shot of Herb on the bench, and like you can see in his face that he's really trying to compose himself, you know, just to you know just as who he was, but you could see in his face that he's kind of like, holy shit, like, we just took the lead. Yeah. Like, you could just see it on his face, but, like, I think he, like, knew, like, he it's kind of just him going, like, this was my plan, and we're executing it. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that, that kind of takes us into the third period, right? So, rushes up 3-2. Yeah, so. we're, uh, yeah, we're at, uh, Sorry, Actually, I did jump ahead to... a little bit there. No, you... yeah, no we... I just got <laughs> hey, to... Hey, man, fly. everyone knows that America wins when it's called Miracle on a... Spoilers, <laughs> yeah, dude! Like... Spoilers. Yeah, it's just getting through these notes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Fucking words, man. You knew this coming in. <laughs> it's not called communism versus hockey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, after... Uh... After Mark Johnson ended up getting that goal, it was only a couple shifts later. Mark Pavlich uh, made it, made the pass to Aruzioni, which is what I was trying to say the first time, but this was actually his goal. Mike Aruzioni ended up getting uh, he ended up getting a shot past uh, Michigan too, which gave them the forty three lead for the rest of the game. They they held this they held this for ten minutes against the greatest team in the world at that time, and I cannot begin to tell you how terrifying and how awesome that must have been just knowing you're ahead of these guys and they're the best in the world. Like that speaks to their training and their level of play. And this is why I said you should have saved the goaltending moments because he was out of his fucking mind in the third. Yeah. Jim Craig was a fucking wall, man. (laughs) He was the wall. His mind. He, he basically super Saiyan goaltended. He was not a wall. He was the wall. He was the wall. He, he was absolutely fucking ridiculous. And they played like, what I would consider the first trap. All they did was collapse. They're like, we're up, fuck them, make them score. They're not getting past our goalie. And they played really tight defense. They didn't give them anything up the slot. Like they made them shoot from the outsides. It's brilliant. It is like, as a devil's fan, I really love and respect how good <laughs> they kept them from going into the slot. <laughs> and there were a couple um, times it almost it almost didn't. I think they had one goal that went right off the post. I mean that was that was that was a dangerously close one. But yeah, I got to give it to Jim Craig and his his insane goalie ability at that point in the game. And I it mean, was just nuts. And I mean, we got to get down to the quote, right? Yeah, 
I would, I just want to say I thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting to read and to hear in the documentary that they never did pull Michigan for an extra attacker. Uh, their coach Victor Tikhonov didn't believe in it. He didn't believe in doing the six on five thing, which is to me is kind of crazy. But I mean, we see how it ended up. So honestly, I'm not going to complain too much. Oh, you mean you mean the same coach that pulled like one of the <laughs> yeah best the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> On for a top. two goals. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe he wasn't very good as a coach. Could you they imagine that in like a Stanley Cup final? <laughs> like pulling your goalie on a two-two. Like you know, ninety-five. No, we have to think Red he was hurt, sport. right? Like we wouldn't be able to comprehend it. We'd be like, oh, he's got to be hurt, right? He's injured. <laughs> like, it's like nope, just not playing well enough. <laughs> Two, two. No, just not good. You can't, you can't pull your starting goaltender from the Summit Series <laughs> six years earlier. <laughs> Let me repeat this. They're four-time defending goddamn gold medalists. This dude's been on two gold medal teams. <laughs> and they pull him when the team goes 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> it's... Whatever the hell he had to say after that, who gives a shit? Because he, like he said, it was the biggest mistake of his career. The rest exactly. of the game from there, whether, I mean, also it's super dumb not to just pull your goaltender. Like worst case scenario, you score best case, you know, yeah, I mean, worst especially case, when you're only down a goal, like it's if not going to chance to tie it, man. Go for it. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm all about the balls out, dude. You got, you got a minute yeah. left and you're in their zone. Pull your goaltender. Exactly. Not to do that. That's that's just. I mean, to me, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That I just didn't believe in it. That's like saying you don't believe in winning. (laughs) (laughs) I think all of our teams, respectively. Well, never mind. The Devils and the Flyers. We should say (laughs) there's only two teams. (laughs) I think we've all seen them win by pulling a goaltender at one point, right? Like, yeah, sometimes. Fucking works. Not often, but every once in yeah. a while. <laughs> Sometimes it does, though. So. Yeah, so I don't that's... know. I kind of want to pose this question, to, like what you posed last week with Karlov going down. What do you What do you think would have happened if he would have kept uh, Trediak in? Do you think they would have won the same way? I don't think they would have, honestly. I think Trediak, like Jim Craig, would have picked up his game. Yeah, I could agree with that. I think it would it would have definitely been a lot tougher sledding, and they probably wouldn't have went up by two goals. We or, could be no. talking about how the Russians won, to be honest. Exactly. You know, we, you, know you never know. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, very soon Gretzky shows up, and the NHL players are in. Or <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no one cares about the the Red Army anymore. <laughs> um, but right, yeah. Well. I think we got to get into it, and I'm I'm kind of hesitant to I'm kind of hesitant to say because I can never say it and do it the same justice. You want me to Michael do it? Did it? Yeah, you might as well go ahead because I just right. it'll never be the same coming from me. It's <laughs> never going to be the same coming from me either, boys. But I'm going to no. give my best try, right? Anyone who's listening to this. Oh God damn it! See, you cut me yeah. off. I got <laughs> You really committed to that too. I felt that one. You felt, felt it, right? I felt that right in your heart. I did. Go for it. Go for it. Eleven seconds. You've got ten seconds. The countdown's going on right now. Moro up to silk. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in miracles? Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> 
I oh, gave that my all. Please. Not as good as when they did it, but that was my all. That's all I got. No. <laughs> Just go ahead and listen to the actual, actual, actual recording. It's insane. But yeah, that was that was a hell of a that was a hell of a, hell of a get. I mean, absolutely fucking amazing. The Miracle on Ice is a huge deal. Um, politically, the first time, like I said, Russia had only lost one out of six previous Winter Olympics, and they're four years apart, so date that back, right? We're talking about going back into the 50s? Like, this was a huge fucking deal, and a big thing for America, um, and a giant moment, and, and just great hockey all around. It's, it's, it's great to see a bunch of fucking lunch pail college kids, as I said earlier, <laughs> come together <laughs> from different places, never playing together, and beat the big bad Ruskies, um, who we've talked about in this Flyers game. And also, I mean, as everyone knows, that Summit series was a fearsome bitch if you listened to the previous podcast. So I think this is going to kind of wrap us up on hockey versus communism, though we do have a little bit of uh, Canada versus Russia later for a rivalry. Um, it just, you know... These couple players, you know, one by uh, one by the name of Sidney Crosby and the other one named <laughs> by Alexander Ovechkin. Maybe we'll get into that on another show, but <laughs> I feel like that is. Uh, I think that's. I think that's where we're going to go. Ahead. If you guys have any ideas for rivalries or something we're missing? Feel free once again hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. And uh, we're going to get into the um, the news, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. So, obviously, some of these are not news articles as much as just questions for you guys. I'm going to pose some questions for you. So, uh, who do you think wins the James Neal, Milan Lucic's trade between the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers? And I think this is a very tricky question because they're very different players on very, very different teams. Um, so, go ahead and you guys give me your responses and I'll, I'll, I'll give my thoughts after. I'm gonna say James Neal wins. I uh, puts he puts up more points. Uh, he's uh, I'd say he's a better all around player. I mean I'll give it to Milan Lucic because the guy's a champion nut chopper. But <laughs> 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna say James Neal is the winner of this one, and the Edmonton Oilers are the winners of this one. All right. So where I go with that is I think Edmonton is getting the better player in yeah. James Neal. However, I think Milan Lucic is going to come out on top surely because of the team he's on. Uh, you know, the Calgary Flames went deep into the playoffs last year, whereas the Oilers haven't even sniffed the playoffs in probably the last <laughs> 10 to 15. <laughs> like, I don't want to I say don't even know what it smells like anymore. That, that first McDavid run, they were pretty close, right? Or did they make? They were either they either made it or they were pretty close in the 17th season, because um, he went fucking ham. Uh, but I I tend to agree with you, Sean. I I think that Calgary wins this just because they need like a third line tough guy. Um, someone that's going to work on every play. James Neal is definitely just a goal scorer. Uh, which is fine. I 
it's just surprising that Edmonton would make that trade because I feel like most of their team is made up of goals, uh, goal scorers and they don't have that great of defensemen. As we know, because they made one of the dumbest trades of all time. Thank you, Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe it. <laughs> Larson for Taylor Hall, dog, all day. Dude, <laughs> all I had to look at day. my phone. I st- I was staring at my phone, and at first I liked Adam Larson, right? So I was like, oh, that sucks. And then I see for Taylor Hall, the trade is one for one, and I was like, <laughs> I like spit out whatever I was drinking. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sorry, excuse me. I if I knew that trade was coming, I would have packed Adam Larson's bags personally and dropped them off at the airport. With a bag of pucks, too. Just, yeah. just follow up. <laughs> like, dude, I like Larson as well. I think Larson was fine and shit, but like, for Taylor Hall? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that was ludicrous. Uh, yeah, now we're getting a little off topic, but um, I, 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 I kind of agree with it's you. It's okay. I love hearing you guys talk about the Devils. You guys get so animated, and it, it warms my heart. Yeah, I'm the only Flyers <laughs> fan here, so... <laughs> It warms the cuckles of his heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Calgary Flames win this trade, and I, I think Calgary will be a pretty good team. They're they're kind of stout. Um, man, that division's tough though. So uh, I don't know. They're they're kind of a toss up team for me, but um, I don't think they're losing anything. I mean, they're obviously losing maybe five, ten goals by getting rid of James Neal, um, but. Lujiks can also prevent that. So it's just kind of a weird plus minus situation in my opinion. I'm sorry, did you just call him Lu Cheeks? Because that's hilarious. <laughs> I thought I just heard you call him Lu Cheeks. No. Like, Laugh those Lu Cheeks. Loose Cheeks. That's like a classic like fucking ruins burn right there. Million- that's what I thought, yeah. I thought it was just kind of like a low key, you know, a little bit of shade. Nah, I wasn't trying to <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Million, I love you. <laughs> Not throwing shade. I don't need you showing up at my house trying to whip my ass. <laughs> no, you'll just chop your nuts with the chair. Come on. The dick your stick. I don't need that. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, here's a question for you guys, and I'll, I'll pose this. And you, and you can bounce off each other or go whenever you want, but um, Jacob Truba, is he worth his $8 million AVV across – the seven-year deal with the Rangers, because eight million dollars for seven years as a defenseman—that's a—that's a big contract. I'm not going to say it's a bad contract because I think defensemen are, are rising in price, obviously. But uh, do you think this is the? I like not to steal a Batman line. Do you think this is the hero that they deserve <laughs> on defense? <laughs> To me, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, he had a great year in Winnipeg, right? Like, But if you look at the year before, 55 points. The year before that, 60. Like, He was like a middling defenseman. And even like you have back in 2015, 2016, I, I happen to have the stats up. I'm not a stat crazy person. But uh, he had 81 points in 2015, then dropped to 60, then to 55. And then, you know, then he bounced back up at 82. And it's like, you know, but who knows next year, is he going to go back down to 50? Is he going to go back down to 60? You know, like it just seems like he has like these little tick years, you know? So I don't know if it's worth that much money for that amount of time when you almost in a way, I I mean, I mean, all I see is so like good, but inconsistent. Yeah, that's the way I look at it too. And I like, 
he doesn't score the most goals on the team. He's a defenseman. He he, he does good with assists. Um, I'm just like I, I don't have a good baseline to run off of, you know, because it's like you said, it's just inconsistent. You never know what you're gonna get with him. Do I think it's worth eight million? Yeah, the Rangers kind of need a, a defenseman like that. It just depends on what you get. It depends on what year you're going to have with him. So I guess um, that remains to be seen with this season. I also I have to eat crow. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, I just realized I was looking at games played and not <laughs> the points. So that's fun. Yeah, um, I was gonna, I, I was going to say he yeah. went. Uh, All right, so for... he's around the 20s, and then he had one good year last year, which I think is yeah. no – yeah, I guess altering what I said a little bit is still just that's no indicator that he's going to keep up 50 points a season. Yeah, exactly. On- I mean, I would say that that's an indicator that they need to get the Connor Liney deal done more so than him as a defenseman. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but that's maybe me being a dick. I'm glad that the Devils did not overpay for this fucking guy. I don't think he's that great of a defenseman. Um, and if the Rangers are stuck with an eight million seven year deal, then good. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> good. Um, I don't think he's a bad defenseman. Not he's. I like defensive defensemen a lot. I I think there's a place for your PK Subans and your Drew Doughties of the world and your your. Yeah, I just prefer like your your headmans and your um. Brent Burns. I, I like a little bit more grind and Truba to me is just like, he's basically having a, a big winger as a defenseman. It's not, uh, mm. I don't know. I'm willing to give him a shot there. I think he, I think he can fit in with that New York line. They need it. So, I mean, why don't not? say that you're willing to give him a shot because we're all in the same division and everyone knows <laughs> that you hate the Rangers. No. Yes, but I'm also a hockey fan, so I like to see good hockey. It's the same way, and I told you I wouldn't say this on the podcast, but I do watch Devils games occasionally if the Flyers aren't playing. So I mean, I, I like seeing I like seeing good hockey. Well, yeah, I mean, and you gotta stop being depressed about your team for a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. But no, I'll still close enough to winning. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I oh, feel oh. bad saying it. <laughs> All jokes okay. aside, like Truba is a, a good player. I just don't know that he's an eight million dollar defenseman, and it kind of skyrockets in the market a little bit going into um, the trade deadline in free agency next year. Which we're like, there's going to be the CBA coming up, and probably not much of a salary cap bump, and uh, that could suck for some defenders that I think yeah. is better than Truba. That's actually really that's actually a really really good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's gonna skew the market a hundred percent. Because someone would be like, oh well, Truba got this much, so you know I should at least be getting you know nine mil or whatever. And then teams are like, ooh shit. A little lockout. Yeah, but if it's like if it's like Dallas or or Minnesota, they'd be like, yeah, but the Rangers are a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they overspend on everything. <laughs> that is, that is, I mean, I I can I can't argue with you there. I was, I was almost gonna say that they are known for yeah, paying just know. a little bit too much, and then usually when they do that, it doesn't work out. All right, so Ron Francis named the GM of Seattle. I we're going to have an expansion draft, which is I exciting, not really because I hate terrifying. Thinking <laughs> did they about pick the their players. names yet? Are they are they No, they, they haven't. The no, they're uh, going to pick it. I heard like 20 later late 2020 they're going to be okay. picking it. 
I mean, if they're anything like the soccer team, maybe they'll be the Sounders or something <laughs> fierce. The Seattle Starbucks. Didn't, didn't they used to have a? Wasn't there used? There used to be. Wasn't it like the Seals or something like that? No, no I that, think was, that was, that was upper, California. Yeah, that was yeah, Upper that was California. California. Okay. Yeah. They had a basketball team in the Supersonics, but the Super. I mean, yeah, I would was, like to. That see was a that. cool ass name, though. Yeah, I cool would name. like to see the Supersonics come back as a hockey team. That'd be cool. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but whoever bought Seattle owns the rights to that, so they'll never get that name, which sucks. Oof. Yeah, they just come. Team. They just just be like the Seattle grunge scene. <laughs> <laughs> the Seattle Nirvanas. Just put fucking Kurt Cobain. Sponsored by Starbucks. <laughs> Sponsored by Starbucks. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm joking. I think Ron Francis is probably a good pick for this. He's um, one of the greatest players of all time. I would say he's definitely yeah. up there on the list. Now this is this is going to be the hard debate. Is Everyone is going to expect that this is going to be a Vegas Golden Knight situation, which I think was just a perfect storm. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I mean, if you even if you go back to the NFL, um, Jacksonville Jaguars, their very first year they made the playoffs. Um, but out of every other expansion team ever, it's never happened. <laughs> so yeah. I think I would realistically, if you're in Seattle and you're a fan, and you're listening to the show, just realistically uh, set your expectations. Um, yeah, just curb your enthusiasm just a little bit. <laughs> I would love yeah. for them to do some sort of documentary series, like or a Netflix series on like just something on that team. Like I, I really love the idea that you know, like how all the players felt like they were outcasted and then they came, you know, to do like a Cinderella season from an expansion team like no one had ever seen. Like, I would just love to see that hockey series on top of the fact that we just don't have a lot of them to even begin with. I just think that's a good story. Yeah, we always get screwed over as hockey fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you gotta you got to cover uh, the baseballs. Um, but yeah, no, that would have been an awesome series specifically um, around – that entire the draft and everything. I mean, like it couldn't have fell any better for them. Like, you get fucking Mark Andre Fleury as your goaltender, and like Pittsburgh's just okay with that. Yeah, he <laughs> right. turns out to be one of the oh, such a good goalie for them. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, the Devils gave away some trash, and uh, I guess that's gonna be. That was going to be my next question is what are the like three was I think I think it's like what three players you have to part with. Um, I I don't know. Uh, let's just go with one player you have to part with and and we'll go from uh, we'll just go with that because three players might be a little tough right now without the season being up, up and running. So one player from our team that we have to part with. Yeah, let's say current lineup. I'm going to say Shane Goss despair. As much as I hate to see him go, I, I think he'll be the one who goes. I like, I, I like that kid, too. Even though he is, like a, he is a fire, so I, do, I, do, I do like that kid. He's got such a cool uh, fucking name, too. Someone we have to get rid of? Now, like, does it have to be a good player? <laughs> I would get rid of Pavel Zotka, to be honest. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be a good player. You just have to offer someone up for the sacrifice. Yeah. I think that's how that works, right? It's yeah. uh, It's a... Uh, Someone's. I mean, I think there is. A, obviously, you have to offer a certain amount of people, but it is definitely just like, uh, what are you gonna do? I, I would, I would go with Sammy Vatnin after this year. 
I, okay. I just don't see there's that much left in the tank. And, and Zaka at least can be a good penalty kill, fourth line, third line center. We're not paying him that much money. And Vatanen's getting paid fucking mass amounts of money. And he's just going to stay healthy. He's only 28, but he just keeps getting hurt. I just don't think he's that good. Like, I was really stoked when we signed him, and then after watching him play, I'm just like, eh, maybe not. Maybe not yeah. the guy. I mean, he's only got 17 points recorded under us, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I would think that you let him go, especially with what that contract costs. That would be that would be my pick as far as the doubles go. Yeah. Uh, at least last year, sorry. It's like, it's really like 40, like 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we don't. Yeah. You, but yes, last year he had a rough season. But everyone on the Devils had a rough season last year, and uh, Taylor Hall uh, won us the um, Lotto, so it didn't matter. He's undefeated in the uh, draft Lotto. <laughs> I'm gonna do a supercut of how many times you mentioned Taylor Hall on this podcast. <laughs> you fucking should, dude, because Taylor uh, Hall's the goat. <laughs> I, I know this is this might be a little off topic, but speaking of um. Winning the draft. Did you hear that? Apparently, they said they were gonna put him into uh, Binghamton for, uh, I guess for conditioning, quote unquote. Like already, they're apparently saying that there's something that I've been to. Is that the Binghamton Senators? No, it's uh, Binghamton Devils. Now, I guess they changed it. When I lived there, it was the Binghamton Senators. I used to go to those games all the time. Yeah, yeah, I I I remember seeing something where they said they were gonna send Jack Hughes up there for conditioning. Oh yeah, I mean maybe that. I mean that's, well, yeah, you could, that's yeah. normal shit. I thought you meant they were gonna send Taylor Hall there, and I was like, oh I just, no, no, no. <laughs> I just, you know, him and like Crosby doing drills together. I don't think he's two hundred goals. All time goals. <laughs> I was like, I don't think Ta- I don't think Halsey is going. <laughs> no. All right, so. Uh, into the important shit. P.K. Subban engaged to Lindsey Vaughn. Fuck yeah, it's about Congrats. time, man. I am happy for that. That's a that's a great fucking union right there, man. Congrats, P.K. Power couple. Congrats, dude. I like that she is teaching him balance. I don't know what that means when you're P.K. Subban, <laughs> but I've seen their training videos and their cute dogs, and I love it. And uh, I'm so glad to be a fan of P- I was a fan of P.K. Subban even before... I, I I love I've always loved like players like Terrell Owens who have a little bit of flash to them and uh, pizzazz and like PK Subban is not overly annoying with it like you know like obviously Terrell Owens could be a little overly annoying with it if you're a football fan but um, we threw cheesesteaks at him man come on <laughs> but I I love PK Subban and I uh, you know I'm happy for him and uh, if he's happy maybe he plays better. And uh, maybe he goes back and is in the top five of the Norris Trophy. I, I'd be good with that. that. That'd help my team out a lot. So congratulations, PK and Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah, and I guess you teach him how to uh, have better balance. <laughs> and uh, PK, keep putting out those cool GoPro videos of you doing stuff on the ice because they're really fun to watch. Yes, they are. It's absolutely nuts. My my eyes don't move that fast. My eyes don't move as fast as a stick. It's ridiculous. Speaking of Uh, those, for you, Dakota, I'm probably sure you've seen it. That uh, the GoPro um, series that they did, the GoPro After Dark or whatever. Claude Giroux had one of the coolest episodes I have ever seen. That's because Claude Giroux is a fucking legend, man. 
they put him through the gauntlet and they just shot pucks at him and he had to stick handle one puck through them all. And just to this day, I still watch it in awe. Dude, he is one of the best stick handlers. Like I, he, I think he was. That was his challenge last year at the uh, at the All Star the All Star games. He was he was doing the stick handling challenge. He's just sick with it. And me, like I mean, I I mess around with my green biscuit now and again, but I don't even I have nowhere near that level of finesse <laughs> that he does. Just filthy mitts. Yeah. Silky smooth. Silky silky mitts. <laughs> Dirty fucking dangles, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So um a little bit of news here. Bill Gurin is named as the Minnesota Wild GM. And I kinda wanna know your thoughts on this. Obviously he worked under Pittsburgh last year as assistant GM. Um Minnesota's in a weird spot. They got a lot of aging contracts. Uh they kind of built that team for win now and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I I think their goaltending is a little suspect. As much as I love Frazee, also fuck him because he left the Devils. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I do have a Frazee Minnesota jersey, though, so like not actually fuck him, but, um, but low-key fuck him. <laughs> right? Like, I want to be mad, but then people are like, oh, man, like he went home, like... You know, this and just like, uh, like, I know. Uh, it's hard I have to his not jersey. Be mad, <laughs> He's a good dude. It's not like he left on bad terms. He didn't call the fuck me or anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I, what are your thoughts, man? I think this is kind of a, I mean, I feel like that. I know that people in Mon- uh, or Minnesota don't want to hear this, but they're rebuilding at this point. Um, yeah. Got it's, not really a, it's not really a secret either. I mean, they've, I've been watching Minnesota for the past couple of seasons. It's just like uh, they needed to rebuild. And this guy, he's, he's a good dude. And it's, it's worth mentioning that he's actually the first, uh, he's the first general manager in the NHL of uh, Hispanic descent, which I think is really fucking cool. Um, He's, he's got a good hockey mind. He's got a great hockey mind. And I think he'll get the right players in there. And I think it'll be, it's going to be a transitional period. I don't think it's going to happen right away. Um, but they, they definitely have the ability to get up there and be one of those contending teams. It, they just, they needed a rebuild. It's like you said, they have a lot of aging, aging stuff on that team. And they, it's not really doing anybody any good up there. Yeah. I, I just honestly don't see Koivu or Prezi staying healthy for an entire season. I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of glad that the devils didn't eat that crazy mm. co- contract over the past five years. Yeah. Um, even though, even though I love it and, and maybe things would have been different if you played for the devils. That's one of those things we can't even like measure, but, um, yeah, I, I, they're very aging. I think they're going to be at the bottom of their division, in all honesty. And uh, it's full rebuild. And, um, I mean, that was a pretty quick firing. So I don't know. I guess that they're in win-now mode for their GM, which is kind of crazy to me. Because I, I just I don't need see the team around them to do that. Like, they're not going to pick up anyone to really give them a huge push at this point. Unless they make an offer sheet for, like you know, Marner or Alani, which they're, they're not going to do. That's, that's going to be three, four first round draft picks. And I just don't see yeah. that. Mm. 
see. Any thoughts, Sean? Or are you just like... Yeah, no, no. I'm, I've been sitting here like I'm trying to educate myself a little bit about his pa- his past management career because I know about him as a player, but not so much as a manager. Where he's, uh, I guess he was assistant over in uh, Pittsburgh, and now he's been doing what general manager of an AHL team. So I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I think it might be good for them. But same thing like with Minnesota, like you said, rebuild. There's not really. Hmm. I don't know, and there's no real signings or trades I really think that they can pull off to get into that win-now mode. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Craig Leopold kind of panic-fired his previous GM, and and I don't necessarily know that I would personally want to step into this situation with aging players and, and what you have. We'll see how long he sticks around, and, and maybe this just works out. But uh, obviously, as a Devils fan, this is cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of weird, man. I, I don't know what's going on with the wild and they were kind of my girlfriend team for a while as far as being in the opposite division. Mm. Um, because Zach crazy, I love, I love crazy. Um, sucks. He's not a devil, but also good. He's not a devil. Cause he has been injured a lot, but a great fucking player, like, uh, <laughs> very grindy and, and absolute, absolute Lord. Um, uh, um so the hurricanes you know we have one a year we have one of these ncaa uh did we lose him yeah i was like did he cut out for you too dakota yeah we can't hear you chris Hey, 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 yo, 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 sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yo, so, um, so, so, sorry about that, guys, everybody. Um, so right off the bat, uh, every year we have this NCAA free agent that's supposed to be the top gun, right? You got Vessi, you got your Will Butchers, you got, you know, every year there is the one college player. And, uh, this year it seems like the Hurricane, the Hurricanes have signed, uh, the best of the best as far as NCAA free agency goes with Prisky, um, do you guys have any thoughts on that? And um, I'm kind of just like with these NCAA players. I, I will butchers was he was good as freshman season. We'll see how he does this year. I, I kind of gonna give him a pass because last season was just such a fucking toss up in general because the Devils were so bad. But just generally, it seems like these don't work out that well. But mm-hmm. also, they didn't really. It's not like they paid a fuck a fuck ton for this guy. Yeah. No, they paid him. What was it? Nine hundred twenty-five thousand was the cap hit. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm always hesitant with with free agencies, especially out of the NCAA. So you just you don't know what you're gonna get. I don't think we'll see him. We're not gonna see him up playing for the Hurricanes anytime soon. I think he'll be developed in the AHL for a little while, and then maybe they'll bring him up. Um. Just looking off the stat sheet, uh, yeah, he's he's a decent player. It's just I don't like, like I was saying earlier with Truba, I don't have a good enough baseline to go off of, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and say, oh, this guy's going to change the Hurricane style of play. So I just I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'll have to we'll have to give him a season and look at what he does in the AHL and then see whether or not that can gel with what they're doing and what they're doing for the Hurricanes, you know. Yeah, definitely. Kid's definitely a solid, solid college hockey player. But yeah, like we can't really judge, I guess, what we're gonna see him do coming into the NHL, especially too with a, a team like the Hurricanes, who 
went on that crazy run towards the end of last year. We're going to kind of have to see because I feel like I don't even know what the Hurricanes are going to look like, let alone this one player coming into their team. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with both of you guys on um, as far as uh, to me with the college players, I'm always skeptical because we've seen so many that didn't pan out. Like what's Vessi? Like Vessi was uh, he was either going to be a ranger or a devil. That was a huge deal. It's like, man, this guy's going to be amazing. And then, like, actually watching him play, it's, it's, I think there's almost something to be said by not going to the NCAA. <laughs> Unless you're a goalie. I feel like it works out okay for goalies like, uh, you know, Howard or, or Snyder, but, um, I, I just, there's not been anything that's really blown my hair back with, with some of these NCAA free agents, uh, recently. But, I mean, for Carolina, it's kind of no risk. It's not high cap or anything. And, I mean, worst case scenario. I mean, best case scenario it makes their team really good. Worst case scenario, they'll just move them down to the you know the AHL or, or ship them off. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I don't know, that's what that's what I like so much about this uh, the farm system that they use. I mean, it, if you get a player that just doesn't pan out and stuff, it's easier for them to move around the AHL than it is to go through the NHL and deal with all the contracts and the arbitrations and whatnot. So that's that's why I like when they give them a – I like when they actually develop these players, which is kind of what I'm hesitant about with Jack Hughes. I'm hesitant that New Jersey's jumping the gun a bit. Like, I, I get it. It's Jack Hughes. I know, Shut your I know. dirty whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I just don't want to see them jump the gun on him and the kid just falls apart, you know? He's not going to fall apart. He's going to score 75 goals against the Flyers this don't, season. Right. Put but that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't we've you seen put it that before. evil on us. <laughs> I'm just saying it's happened before. Leave, so, leave, leave Jack Hughes out of your mouth, and Jack Hughes will leave himself out of your mouth. <laughs> all right, so all right, let's get let's get let's get into the final topic. I and if anyone has anything else to bring up, I mean, through our conversations, this is the best thing we come up with outside of the news. Because hey, guess what, guys? It's the off season. Once the season starts, <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of shit to talk about. But um, we, I mean, and we'll always have good rivalries to talk uh, talk about. But we kind of we kind of blew through them. Um, Bobby Clark whipped the shit out of so many people that we had to induct him into the Hall of Fucking Awesome. And uh, power basketball the throats. Maybe maybe he just maybe he just maybe he's the reason the Cold War ended. Actually, they were just scared of Bobby Clark. Um, no, he broke, he broke the ankle of the USSR. <laughs> All jokes aside, um, best goalie gear, and I, I guess I'll just go first. Uh, my pick was Kindred Montreal Canadiens 1970s. Uh, I love the red, white, and blue mask. It matched the gear. It looks really scary and it, it almost tranquil, like a like a you know, kind of like a target at a gun range or something. He's like daring you to shoot at his face. And uh, obviously, Ken Dryden's a fucking great player. Uh, that's probably my favorite, just because I'm a color coordinated kind of guy. There's obviously some cooler shit like Gary Shevers and a bunch of other players, but that that's probably my favorite goalie gear. All right, Shano, I'm gonna toss it over to you because I got two. Okay. Uh, it's like I guess like we could sit here and talk about masks all day. Like Dakota, yeah. I was gonna throw, I was gonna say too. Uh, I really liked uh, Alex Lyons, just because it had Pennywise on it. I think it was from like 2017. Yeah. 
I, I remember seeing that and I was like, is that fucking Pennywise? I was like, that's awesome. I'm a huge horror fan. So I was like, yo, that is awesome. I remember really liking that. But as far as like full on like equipment, like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit more of a fan of the new school. Uh, of when I said to you guys, I really like the Mark andre Fleury, like the home, like dark jersey with the friggin' like gold pads and the black and gold helmet. I love it. I think it just looks so clean. Uh, like the way you said, Dakota, like super classy. I, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, that's why it fits so well with that Vegas Golden Knights, dude. It's just all gold and it fucking works for him, man. Like that is a golden city and he fits in perfectly with those gold <laughs> pads and the gold mask. And mine, uh, all right, mine I've got too because like you, I'm a huge horror fan, but I'm going to save that one for the, for the other one. My favorite modern mask was, I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, Ben Bishop's Tron mask for the Tampa Bay Lightnings. That shit was fucking dope. Yeah, that's pretty that cool. Mask so that that much. was a cool mask. Yeah, that was a cool mask. I love the movie mask. Tron. Like, I thought it was cool as shit. Um, and my favorite classic mask doesn't actually belong to a goalie. It belongs to Jason Voorhees. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is the most iconic hockey mask anyone could ever think of. Because you think... Hockey, you think hockey mask, you think Jason Voorhees. Um, and I'm surprised there hasn't been an NHL player yet that has done a full-on, like, Jason-style goalie mask. I'm sure it'll come up at some point. But, yeah, I, I can't I can't not have Jason Voorhees' mask. I mean, he's a fellow New He's a New Jerseyan. I'm from New Jersey. I got to give it to him. Now I feel like we're doing a Halloween episode, and I need, I also <laughs> so I should Soon. throw I should I should throw in at least one, and I would say uh, Curtis Joseph the the Cujo yeah, Cujo mask. <laughs> it's pretty fucking great. I love that too. That's 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 up there as one of my faves. All right, guys. Well, we've wrapped this show up. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Make sure you check us out at Geek Vibes on Facebook. Geek Vibe. Facebook.com, Geek Vibe, and on Twitter, Geek Vibes Nation. You can also hit me up at, at Chris R. Patton if you have any questions or if you have any uh, anything you want us specifically to talk about on the show. Everyone else, uh, give your little call-outs, and uh, we'll wrap this bitch up. Yeah, I am at LeShock Dakota on Twitter. That's L-E-S-H-O-K-D-A-K-O-T-A. Uh, I am at at K number four kills K I L S and make sure you follow geek vibes, geek vibes, geek vibes, geek vibes. All right, everybody have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye.